Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow Well, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're here for. That's what the catch is here for, and that's what Blog Talk Radio is all about. Uh, to help us make it better, to help us make a better world, and not just not just for ourselves, uh, so that uh, we can have a nice time uh, until Jesus comes. But no, no, God has called us. Uh, to be his ambassadors, um, ministers of a new covenant here on earth. And so that is our job to help make life better for other people who will discover a better life by following Christ. Maybe not an easier one, but a better one. And uh, that's, that's what we're all about learning how to do here. And, and that's why we have fun with our guests. So we like to, on this program, on this particular program, Blog Talk Radio, we like to talk about issues uh, that relate to our real life. Um, where this is not where we discuss uh, Bible study and Sunday school and singing in the choir and church-related stuff. We, 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 we discuss being in the marketplace here. We discuss being in the world we discuss what what we're up against what the challenges are as as christians in the world and uh you know jesus told us to be in the world but not of the world and that's a huge challenge there's a lot of tension there because being in the world but not of the world means i'm in it i'm surrounded by it but i'm not buying into it i'm not I, I'm not thinking like the world. I'm not adopting the world's philosophy. I have a different way of going about that. And when you get to our topic that we're going to talk about today, uh, tonight, it, this gets even more sticky because we're talking about parenting. And uh, the the big question I'm anxious to get to and we'll get to later on is uh, the challenge of raising our kids in 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 a digital age in a uh, in a age that's uh, just bathed in pornography uh, and kids can get a hold of anything they want um, at early ages and I think you know one of the big struggles we have as parents is we want to try and completely keep our kids safe we want to lock them up in a separate little world and uh you know that would be nice but we can't do it and so the challenge is uh helping them to learn as followers of christ to live in the world around us so it's going to be a great 
night, and I'm I've already talked too much about it. So um, uh, it's time to bring back our guest who was with us last week as we talked about uh, the role of men. Uh, we want to talk about parenting, and um, Isaac and his wife have a, a, a website we'll tell you about later on, and lots of helps to help you do this, but uh, I think they know what they're talking about from the standpoint is that uh, they have eight kids, eight kids. I, I call that, uh, that's almost a baseball team. Um, that's a small summer camp, and I, and they've raised, uh, you know, I don't even know how old. We'll find out in a minute how old they are, but uh, uh, that's a challenge right there. And uh, they've they've been around long enough to, to, to raise eight kids and to talk about it. So, um, you know, my hat's off, off to uh, our guest today. So please welcome, would you please, back to Blog Talk Radio, uh, Isaac to the catch on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, John and everybody. It's so great to be here. And uh, what a great introduction. I appreciate that. Yeah, ages of the kids, six months to 18. We have one in college. So it's been fun. Wow. Wow. Six months to 18. <laughs> that is yeah. a span. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said I'd have two, you know, kind of the ideal you know, American family kind of vision, uh, been an entrepreneur most of my life. And I thought, Oh yeah, I've never really been around kids. And I thought, yeah, let's have two kids. And, but you know, God had other plans yeah. for our journey, but, wow. uh, but it's been great. Are they, uh, Isaac, are they all still living with you or, um, is the 18 year old out on his own or how's this working out? Yeah, she's uh, it's our daughter. She's at Liberty University, so she's across the country. We're, we live in Oregon. She's over in Great. Virginia right now mm-hmm. and um, doing really well in her freshman year. So, yeah, so all the rest are home. So you got seven at home. Just quickly, go down the ages for me. Uh, can you do that? <laughs> yeah, Maybe you yeah, can't I, do that. I think I, think I can. Yeah, 18, uh, 15, and then we've got 14, and then we've got – 12, and then we've got 10, then we've got 8, then we've got uh, 3 and a half, and then we've got our 6-month-old. Wow. Well, I think <laughs> you, you have been in business uh, most of your life, and, um, and, and yet now you, and I know your wife is involved in this as well, um, are, are, have branched into business. Uh, uh, an, an online ministry uh, to help parents and families and men be men. And uh, uh, so tell me, um, how did that come about? And, and, and how did you come to believe that you have something to say about parenting? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've always studied leadership, been in the business world, and my wife has been home with the kids. But she, for a long time, is at CourageousMom.com, and she's a best-selling author and so forth. We've both, you know, done speaking and those kinds of things in the last decade. But um, really, it's just seeing what's happening in the world, and the world is winning the kids' hearts. And and so for Christian families, kids are raised, and then they walk away. And it doesn't have to be this way. And what 
we've experienced is the opposite of that. Um, God has our kids' hearts, and they're standing against the pressures of the world, and there's fruitfulness. And I think that people, parents, can have that, and we have a massive influence on our kids. Of course, we don't control whether they become believers or not, or, you know, they, they have their own personal walk with God. But there are so many things you can do and need to be doing to make sure you're launching confident Christian kids in this uncertain world. But one of those things is not to instill fear of the world. We are not to fear anything, and your kids mm. shouldn't fear anything. In fact, if your kids fear God, the positive word of fear, fear God, you know, respect for his authority in their lives, there's actually nothing to fear. Wow. That is that is huge, Isaac, because, you know, I think that's one of the observations I've made um, over the last 30 years as as this whole uh, Christian subculture, I call it, has risen up uh, with Christian radio and Christian music and, and and pretty much Christian everything, where you have, you know, lots of, well, even Christian schools. You, you the the I discovered that a lot of the motivating factor, at least for a lot of parents was fear they they have a fear of the world and, and a fear of raising their kids in the world and so you know to, personally i think that's where a lot of this christian stuff has uh gotten off the ground because it's a kind of a promise that you know we'll take care of of your kids i i, I for instance i can remember i don't know if they still use this but there was a christian radio a syndicated radio show that used to say uh, music you don't have to worry about your kids listening to, <laughs> mm. and I thought, <laughs> whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, in other words, you know, set your kids down in front of our stuff and they'll be just fine. And um, I think that. Do you think I'm right? Do you think that's been a, a a strong motivating factor for a lot of what has happened with with Christian yeah, no, with the Christian world. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right on there, but you know, we can't trust anything except God. I mean, that is the ultimate thing we should be trusting. And you know, mm-hmm. there's so much that happens in the home. Just think about how long kids are with families, usually 18 years. You know, in the home and then out of the home, you know, there's there's you're still the parents. And so if if you have all of that time with them, wouldn't it make sense we disciple them? Wouldn't it make sense that they experience God um, through, through the parents' example? But there's all kinds of problems happening, and uh, it, really parents are with their kids a very small percentage of the time in kind of a normal uh, situation. So yeah. you really have to look at what's influencing your kids and how you are proactively influencing them, not just to know the truth, but know the truth in context of the problems they're going to face in the world while they're still in your home. Uh, Isaac, tell us, uh, you know, how does that, it gives a picture maybe of, of what this looks like. I mean, you know, I, I, our generation grew up with, with what they call the family altar. And, and uh, that was like after dinner, um, uh, we would have a Bible reading and we'd have a, a, a discussion and, 
and you know it, it, there was a certain time where we set that that we did this and um i i you know i'm i'm not sure that we were all real that excited about it but uh that's what we did uh is it is it something like that or or is it is it teachable moments or you know how do you how do you do that how do you disciple your kids when you're living with them uh, 24-7. Yeah, no, it's a good example. In, in this business, Jim Collins talks about the flywheel example, and he talks about the idea of this huge flywheel in a mill that is just weighs tons and tons, and it's standing still. And your job is to push that flywheel to where you get a full rotation, and it just takes you forever. Lots of pushes, pushes, pushes. Imagine just you pushing this thing to get it. There's no momentum and you get hmm. a full rotation. And then your job is to get it two and three and five and 10 rotations. And it's really, really hard, really, really hard. And then pretty soon it starts to get some momentum and you're still pushing it, hmm. but it's not as hard and, and it has momentum on its own. I think that's a lot like parenting. It's like, you know, you ask yourself, which push made it go fast? Well, it, hmm. you couldn't answer that, could you? It's actually... No. Multiple right decisions over time that creates a successful business. There's no one decision that made a successful business. The book is talking about, but it's the same thing for parenting. There's no one decision or action that led to them standing against the culture, standing for biblical truth, rejecting passivity, and leading and knowing God. And I think that, uh, but but let me simplify it now though, because that maybe it sounds a little complicated. It actually isn't complicated. Let me ask you, parents, do you read your Bible and do you pray to God? Do you trust God or do you have anxiety and worry about things in the world? And what are your kids mm. seeing? It really, they're seeing their parents doing a real faith or a religious culture in their home. When I say religious, like we go to church, but we don't really talk about God that much. We never talk about scripture. We only pray this canned prayer, prayer before dinner, and mm. that's about mm-hmm. it. Okay, or do they see a real relationship with God? Do they see Dad reading a physical Bible? That literally, that one point is not happening in a lot of homes, and so that's that's like stage one. There's other things we can talk about, but first of all, it's like leadership. Well, we have to lead by example, and so many men and women compartmentalize. They have great leadership in the marketplace or at their jobs, and they come home. And it's about getting food on the table, and then everybody's in their media yeah. in different parts of the house. Well, do you find that uh, different d- d- different things are going to work for different kids? It's not necessarily yeah, I mean, there are uh, the one one thing one size fits all when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah. spiritual yeah, uh, I mean, leadership. Yeah, I mean, your kids are all different, aren't they? I mean, mine, well, every one of my kids are wired so differently by God. It's just remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 what I do think is common amongst all kids is structure, and that's to answer your question, question which is the age-old mm-hmm. dinner, you know, Bible time. That is totally relevant today. Kids thrive on structure. And if our one of my goals is if we're not eating dinner all together at least four times per week, then – I am leading in error. And that's harder than you think. You know, there's sports, there's different activities. But if we're so disparate, if we're going too many directions, 
then we need to cut some of those out and we need to be together. And yes, we need to crack the Bible open at least once a day with our family. You know, my, my goal is, and I do it in the mornings, but based on your work, maybe someone does it mornings or, or evenings. And sometimes it doesn't happen for little seasons because we're hustling for something. But, you know, I try to make it happen uh, most days in the week. And that is to, you know, read a proverb, read a little more than that, discuss it related to the world. I mean, we, one of the challenges, John, is pastors make it look so hard to be spiritual leaders. They're out there giving their sermons. Hmm. And I'm not saying it's bad, but, there's, but they're, it, they almost make it look like sometimes you have to know Greek to know how to read a Bible. <laughs> and what we have to remember is there's about 30 Proverbs, I believe, one for every day of the month. You could literally just, if you just literally read a proverb a day and discussed it with your family, prayed together, they saw you praying, reading your Bible different times. And when you put them to bed, you prayed authentically together. And when you discipline them, you pray repentant, you know, for their sin and, uh, and correct it, you know, get the relationship right with God. Cause it's really about them disobeying God, not you. Cause the Bible says, obey your parents and for, uh, in the Lord for this is right. So when they disobey you, they're disobeying God. And if we tie that together, every time they're disobedient, that they're sinning, and we teach them about sin, if we do those things, what, how many times are they going to make mistakes where we have to correct them between 0 to 18? Mm. That's a lot mm. of praying together. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a real relationship. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What about um, culture we're in? Um, you can't. You know, I, that that whole temptation, so many parents feel caught between trying to protect their kids and and and, and trying to prepare their kids. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, what, how, how do you, I know what you're going to, you know, I, I'm, I, I know you're going to tell me that uh, preparing is the best way, but um, how, how do we do that? Uh, yeah, I think it's age. It's based on how your kids are maturing, how much you let them into the world and when. I mean, you wouldn't like if you had a salt shaker, a speaker once to this, can't remember who, and you want it to be effective at making food taste better. You wouldn't use a salt shaker when there's no salt in it. Okay, so if you're if you're if you're mm-hmm. like, I want my kids out in the world to evangelize to the world. Well, make sure there's some salt in them before you just put them out there, okay? Mm. Um, and that's our that's our job because if nothing comes out, then the world just fills that salt shaker with the wrong things. So, so that's mm. one. But at the same time, while they're in their home, they have to experience the world. Otherwise, you, you don't want to shelter your kids because they're going to be in the world, and. And right. like I said at the beginning, we don't want them to be of it, but we want them to be in it. And we want them to – what is the purpose of parenting? It is to glorify God. So if your kids are believers and they go out into the world with the purpose of the Great Commission and whatever they do, and they're glorifying God, then you did the purpose. And so how do you prepare them was your question. And it's literally – do are you discipling your kids? And there's different ways to do that from little when they're little. You can read them different books that are really biblical and good. You could be listening to Christian music. You, you, you're going to church. You're 
you're having deep conversations with them about God and answering their questions. As they get a little older, they may start, you know, doubting their faith a little bit. Here, here's a really common problem is Christian parents create a religious culture that eliminates the comfortability mm. of kids having doubt in their faith. Uh, if, and if, and if there's yeah. no room for doubt, there's no room for real belief. Well, that's great. That's a that's so, a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, because we we get so excited when they accept the Lord at six or eight or ten or twelve, and we're like, oh, it, God's got them. This is amazing, and it is amazing because when someone's accepts Jesus, mm-hmm. it is is the conversion process is nothing we can do. It's it's God's gift, right? God's doing it. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Um, we can can people walk away from their faith? I mean, there might be some theological differences, people listening. But from all the scripture I read if in the New Testament and all throughout the Bible, it's like, why would Paul say to press on and, you know, keep the pace and don't fall away and all these things in the epistles right. if, if people didn't have free will and could walk away from the faith? And so let's not get overconfident when God is doing something in our kids, but at the same time, they have to continue to choose to walk with God. People can't can't expect to be walking strong with God and deliberate disobedience and deliberate sin in their life that's corrupting their life. And so we hmm. have to train our kids. Like, do your kids know what sin means? Do they know what you know all the aspects of Jesus and what He did for us on the cross? Do they really understand how special that is? And and do they understand that they have a responsibility to walk in righteousness? And what does that look like? And when we fall, what does it look like to, you know, repent and move back towards God? And what are the heroes of the Bible that we can look at as stories of this? And and then repetition mm-hmm. of these things. So there's no, like, Sunday school. Oh, they're in Sunday school. No, I mean, you're the parents. All that other stuff is additive. So, like, Sunday schools, church, you know, other people speaking in their lives – camp, Christian camp, all these things are additive, but, you know, the main authority God placed in their life on purpose is parents, and parents Mm. can make a massive difference, and you don't need to, you know, be a theology major, you just need to be reading your Bible and teaching it to your kids and walking the walk. Well, what would you say um, has been the most challenging thing for you as a parent, one of the being an entrepreneur, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, you may work hard in the job. Same, similar thing, right? So one of the challenges mm. as a dad is not compromising family when there's seasons of having to work hard, and making sure those seasons actually end and go back to a good rhythm of being dad. Because there, there are seasons where you have to hustle, but they should be short. There should be good communication around them and so forth. And I've done really well at this, and I've also made errors at this. There was a time where I funded a company, and it was struggling, and went all in financially, even though I didn't intend to, and that company ended up going out of business. Not only did I lose our finances, but I sacrificed time with family for the period of, you know, three or four years, where I was hustling like crazy to make payroll for all the employees and and make things happen. And that was Mm -hmm. a not that was it worth it to do that? It really wasn't worth it. 
it was too long of a season. Oh. I lost our finances. And, and I think as men, we have to, we have ambition in us often. And it's like, okay, once I get to here, then I'll dive in as a dad. Once I get to here, oh, I'll start yeah. reading my Bible. I don't have time for it right now. Well, you know what? The life you're living is your life. We can't be living for someday because your kids, by the age 13, they're really formed in the way they look at the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was interesting what you, what you just brought up. Um, it sounded like you were saying that it's it, part, part, of, part of being a good parent is looking after your own spiritual life. Is that true? Oh, it's imperative. You're the model of how to do that, and and we can we have to be present to be able to do that. I was recently, um, I meet once a month with a group of executives in town. It's like a mastermind kind of thing, and um, I was just sharing with them, and I'll share with you too, because I was asked, you know, about parenting actually in this group that was supposed to be about business, and. Uh, I gave him the tip of a lot of times when we're busy, we go, yeah, but I have quality time with my kids. When I'm with them, I'm all there. And, hey, that's great. However, if you never have quantity time, you're totally missing the boat. Because Hmm. when your kids actually divulge and engage in the deeper conversations – is a lot of times when you've been driving with them for three hours or you've been just spending a random time with them without a strict agenda. Hmm. And that, yeah, that's great. And that, and you can't substitute that, that, that comes out of simply time together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, uh, anybody listening? Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was wondering, is you, do you do you spend separate time with your kids? Uh, you know, one on one. You know, that's the challenge, isn't it? When you have a bigger family, especially, especially and, with as yeah, many the, as you have, yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> but it is totally possible, and the answer is yes. And um, uh-huh. one of the ways I do that is I take kids with me. So if you're grocery shopping, take them with you. If you're uh, having a meeting with someone at a coffee shop, why not take them with you as long as it's an appropriate meeting for them to be there? Um, I, mm-hmm. you know, as an entrepreneur, I can work from different places usually, but I take them with me. And even though, you know, we they're working on the schoolwork or, you know, I'm working on something or on a conference call or whatever, you know, at least we're together. And there's in-between time where they may ask a question. There's drive time around those things. Just look for opportunities right. to do things together. If I'm out chopping wood, the kids are chopping wood with me. You know, there's, you've got to get good at including them in the other things, especially if, if you have a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, CourageousParenting.com. Uh, tell us what we can find there uh, to help us yeah. as parents. Yeah, the first thing is you can get access to the podcast there. However, you can listen to it wherever you tune into podcasts like iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere. Just 
just search for Courageous Parenting. You'll find it. Okay? So the podcast is the first thing you'll find there. There's also a video of it on our website and the scriptures and notes for each episode. So we put a lot of effort in it. It's really professionally done. But, you know, on the front of Courageous Parenting is the kind of the, the key part of the movement, which is to equip parents to launch confident Christian kids in today's uncertain world. And we created a a um, parenting mentor program that's self-paced online and has about 10 hours of curriculum that we give spaced out over the six weeks. And then it has a powerful communities, Facebook group with only people who have been through the program. And then we have live engagement with us mm. too, because we do uh, three 90 minute uh, live sessions with them. And so it's really what we're giving is the biblical parenting model that will arm you with what you need Christian kids in today's crazy world. So, uh, that, you know, so you can see the fruit that we have, there's no guarantee of the fruit, right? But we got the biblical scriptures and applied it to relevant situations in today's world. And we talk about things like, how do you talk about masturbation? How do you talk about pornography? When do you talk about that? What are resources Mm -hmm. you can use, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to the, the theology and, you know, the heart and, obedience and the 10 steps to discipline in a biblical way and all that kind of stuff. That's great. That's great. Uh, so that's folks, that's uh, courageous parenting.com. And uh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, we could get in on an, an actual program that's going to, that's going to help you. And uh, maybe a, a live session with Isaac and, uh, and, and your wife, what's your wife's name? I think Angie. Angie Tolpin. Angie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And Angie has Courageous Mom. Is that, is that a book that, uh, that she wrote? Yeah, she's at, she's at CourageousMom.com, and she wrote Redeeming Childbirth, which is bringing God back into pregnancy and birth. It's a best-selling book. And then you can also uh, find what I'm doing with men at Resolute Man. Dot com and mm-hmm. we're on social media yeah. as courageous mom and resolute man fantastic fantastic well isaac thank you so much for uh sharing with us a little bit and and thank you for sticking your neck out and and seeking to provide some help for some of these really basic things that uh a lot of us i think are fairly lost in and and you know we may have gone to church all our lives, but we're not getting what we really need um, in many ways to help raise kids. So this is a, this is a great thing you're doing. And uh, I just want to uh, thank you and commend you and, and uh, hope that uh, it continues to be blessed oh, by the Lord. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. And I just love yep. what you're doing and I appreciate you creating a forum for people like us to come and share. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much, and uh, uh, let's let's do this again sometime down the road. We'll keep it going. Find out what's what's next. I have a feeling that that uh, you guys are going to, you know, be kind of morphing into other things as as time goes on, and, and uh, uh, we are too, I think. So uh, that's the exciting part about following the Lord. So, uh, Amen. I'd love to hopefully, love to do that. Amen. Thank you. Okay, Isaac. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.
There you go, folks. That was so good. Um, boy, these last two weeks have been so practical and uh, encouraging, uh, but real. Uh, that's why these levels. We've talked about men. We've talked about parents. And, uh, you know, uh, none of this stuff is easy. Uh, but but as as uh, as he said, you know, it's it, it's daunting, but but when you get down to it, it's uh, it's just you and I following the Lord and being open and honest with our lives and uh, continuing to uh, do what we do in front of our kids, so that uh, uh, we are examples, we are disciples, just by the way we live. So. Ah, this has been great. Thanks for joining us again on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, join us again. Go If you haven't signed up, go sign up for the catch, catchjohnfisher.com. And you can sign up and you'll get an email every day, uh, five days a week. Keep up with us. We've got church on Sunday nights at Facebook. Um, so uh, lots of good things happening. Um, uh, stick with us and uh, and look for look for us next Tuesday night when we have another episode of Lock Talk Radio on the Catch. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Take care, everyone. Remember the gospel of welcome. Grace turned out.